It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Doing well. I feel like I'm in Poland right now, guys. I'm at a very chilly MetLife Stadium. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, before we start diving into the Giants, let's talk about the Jets. Again, making the decision to go to Mike White. We've talked about it all show. Over 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. Granted, it was against the Chicago Bears. A, a little bit more tough sledding this week against the Minnesota Vikings, even though their, their pass defense is really not that great. I'm expecting a solid game from him. But more importantly, as an, a former executive, Mike, putting on that GM hat, how do, if, if Mike White continues to have success and continues to help this team uh, win games, how do you go back to Zach Wilson? You don't. Uh, it's really easy. Um, Mike White's the quarterback of the Jets. It's really not that hard to uh, assess. You know, I was listening to you guys earlier, and um, look, bottom line is Zach Wilson wasn't playing very well, and he wasn't showing any – manifestation of the intangibles of being a leader and all you need to do is see the by language of Mike White's teammates after the win last week and I know there was some other things on social media that it's clear how much his teammates like him he's the better player and I don't think there's any way at this point you would go back to Zach Wilson yeah I mean I, I agree 100 percent and you know we definitely talked about body language with the team um now that he's out of the picture, right, he's, he's no longer the starting quarterback. He's not affecting you, so I'm looking at it for myself, right? If I was a defensive player, I was frustrated because he wasn't playing well. Assuming that there's no issues with his character, you know, other than, like, the bad press conference that he gave, like, we still enjoy him. As a, as a, a, a you know, somebody who's been in the front office, I'm sure when you draft somebody, you still care about him as an individual and you want him to do well. What, would, what conversation would you have with him to try to help him, you know, return at some point maybe with another team or to help salvage his career yeah kiwi that's a great question and you know basically i would just talk to him about like there's countless examples of quarterbacks that take time to develop i mean you know in the market here you know phil sims really was having a disappointing career and uh you know obviously the rest was history eli man got off to a really slow start mark sanchez struggled you know a little bit as a rookie um and when you look around the league be it you know Tua Tongvaloa, jalen hurts Geno Smith is an extreme example, but quarterback is a developmental position. Rich Gann was a league MVP who was a journeyman. So I would just simply tell him, hey, look, Zach, like the pen is in your hand. What kind of career do you want to have? You really need to be the first one in and the last to leave. You really have to work on preparation. And if you're running scout team, which, you know, Rich Me told us earlier in the show, great, no problem. Be the greatest scout team player of all time because chances are you're going to get another chance. If it's not here, it'll be someplace else in the league. Yeah, but we both know, Mike, when when, it, when a team drops two overall, I mean, and, and, and I know we've had the conversation before with Steam Kime and, and you know, what, what Arizona was able to do when they drafted Josh Rosen immediately. Hey, we made a, we made a wrong decision. We're going to pivot immediately. We're going to take egg on our face. And, of course, now you know the situation uh, in, in that offense now that we're seeing in Arizona. But, you know, both Joe D and, and – uh, um, 
Robert Sala have hitched their wagon to, to Zach Wilson. I mean, talk about the difficulty in like being able to swallow that hard pill to be like, we made it, we made, we made a wrong decision. We, 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 right. Yeah. I, I see it differently. Um, I don't think they hitched their wagon to Zach Wilson. They hitched their wagon to winning and that's what matters. And um, if you win, nothing else matters, you know, and look, no one's, you could look at Bill Belichick's, you know, track record of drafting and there's a lot of misses in there. And, he runs an organization where the best players play, period, end of story. And if Mike White plays or, as Rich Meany says, you know, like if James Robinson gets benched, I think that's really healthy for your program because, you know, Kiwi, you know as a former player that, look, the best players want to play, and that's all the locker room ultimately cares about. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to, to look guys in the eyes and, and tell them, you know, all the things that they've been told to get to the NFL, which is if you play hard, if you are the better player, you know, if you do all the things that we ask you to do, you're going to be rewarded with time on the field and then not actually do it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the hardest part of it actually making the decision? Like once the decision is made, I feel like the wagon can be unhitched, but I feel like would you would you not agree that the hardest part is actually like getting to that decision being made? Yeah, well, I think you got to give players uh, and anybody in your organization the answers to the test, meaning, like, look, Zach, like, if you don't play better, the the next conversation we're going to have is one you're going to like less than this conversation, which is you're close to getting benched. And if you're benched, there's no guarantee you're coming back. So if your work ethic doesn't pick up, if the way the teammates view you doesn't change, remember this conversation because the next conversation is going to be you being deactive on game day. And I hope and expect that the Jets had that conversation with Zach Wilson for weeks leading up to that decision because as a manager, when you have to give somebody bad news, they should not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and just kind of stay in this type of conversation, but let's go to the other team because same situation in regards to the 49ers, right? Like drafting Trey Lance – uh, not ready for NFL action, uh, was on the cusp of possibly trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. It didn't happen. It worked out now. Trey Lance unfortunately gets injured. Jimmy comes in, and now this 49ers team with Jimmy Garoppolo in that offense with C-Mac added to the game plan along with that defense. Uh, you know, you've got a 49ers team that's up there in regard to being favored to win the Super Bowl this year. Now reports today is that both sides, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, open to him returning in 2023. Does that surprise you, Mike? Yeah, well, it's funny. When Kyle Shanahan came out a couple weeks ago and they were asking him about, uh, you know, the play of Jimmy Garoppolo, he's like, oh, yeah, he's playing well like he always does. That's why he's here. Like, you could almost tell, like, him trying to restrain a, a smile from his face. And, you know, this is one of the most unusual marriages that we've ever seen just from a standpoint. They did everything they could to get rid of him. I mean, they were giving him away. They would have eaten part of his salary. and But for his salary and offseason shoulder surgery, he would not have been there. So, you know, I think the Zach Wilson evaluation, guys, candidly, in my mind, it's extremely easy. He wasn't a captain in college. He's not a leader. He was erratic in college. He's still erratic. Like, I don't find that evaluation to be very difficult. I find the evaluation of Trey Lance to be very difficult because I think he has a lot of talent. His character and intangibles are absolutely impeccable, and he's been hurt. And if you're the 49ers, it's a real conundrum because, you know, it's funny. Of all the debates you have at ESPN, it's, I, I find, like, the one to be the, the one of the more, like, v- v- vociferous one is is quarterback winning, a is wins a quarterback stat or not. And people have really strong feelings about that stat. 
and Jimmy Garoppolo. But the bottom line is, like, if the three of us were running the San Francisco 49ers, the object of the exercise is to win games. And for whatever reason, right, wrong, or indifferent, when he plays, they win. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I I say this quite frequently, you know, right? Like, you know, fantasy football, it's one thing, you know, in fantasy football. Yeah. Trey Lance is the guy that you want on your fantasy team because of what he's going to bring to you, uh, throwing the football, running the football, rushing for touchdowns. But when it comes to real NFL football, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is the dude that you want because he's the one who's going to win football games for you. He's not going to help you win your fantasy league your fantasy matchup, but he's definitely going to help the 49ers uh, win some games. Uh, Quick break. We come back. Like Mike said, uh, he's out there at MetLife. Uh, We'll do a deeper dive into what's going on, of course, with the Giants. Some big games. I don't know about you guys, but like I love the slate this week, right? Kansas City going up against Cincinnati. Miami going up against the 49ers. Both of these 4 o'clock games. Man, I can't wait. We'll dive into those. We'll get uh, Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. And a lot more coming your way. Also, phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. Kiwi and I had the discussion about Odell Beckham Jr. this last hour. Mike, curious to get your thoughts on him as well. So still a lot more coming your way. It is New York Game Day here on 90.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right, Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. Mike, what you got? I'm going to go with maybe a non-obvious game. I like the Cincinnati Bengals tonight against the Kansas City Chief. Mm. Um, Cincinnati's playing really good football, guys. Uh, they're on a little bit of a roll, and I think they're a little bit under the radar from uh, you know the national stage right now. But beat Tennessee, beat Pittsburgh. They Defensively, I think they're a little bit underrated with Trey Hendrickson. Uh, Hubbard, DJ Reader up front, and um, Joe Burrow's playing good football. So I think Cincinnati could beat Kansas City at home tonight. Ooh, I like the over in that matchup. Um, I think that's going to be a good one. Again, a reminder, the AFC Championship from last year where Cincinnati knocked off Kansas City. So a little revenge game there for Kansas City in the Queen City. Um, Miami going up against the 49ers. Now, I know Miami, both of you live down there in, in South Florida, so I'm sure you've been hearing uh, you know, some, some concerns in regards to the offensive line. But their offense in, in Tua with, with Tyreek Hill, they're just so explosive. Going up against the 49ers. I like the over in this matchup as well. Kiwi, let's start with you. Who do you have winning this bad boy? 
Uh, I'm going to go with Miami in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Miami. Miami's getting four as well. Uh, Your thoughts, Mike? Uh, You know, I think a lot, you know, depends on on the fronts. So I I like San Francisco in a close game. You know, the the injury for me that's a concern for the – Dolphins is Taron Armstead. You know, that was a good signing. He's just struggled staying healthy. And I know Tua gets rid of the ball fast, but um, I think if Austin Jackson and Taron Armstead are both out for Miami, I think that's a tough matchup for them up front. Uh, like you said, Mike, you're at uh, you're at you're at the stadium, MetLife Stadium, getting ready to make the call for the Giants uh, going up against Washington. The Giants, the flu bug really has uh, ravaged this team all, for three weeks. Right, started against the Lions, the entire team was sick. They were serving um, b- broth on the sideline as opposed to hot chocolate, and then went to Dallas. Uh, still some members of the team, not 100%. Apparently, they gave the flu bug to the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting to see how they perform later on tonight against the Colts. And now Darius Slay, as well as Galladay and a few other players, still dealing with that flu bug. Uh, what can you tell us? What do you know? What are your expectations today? You know, this is going to be, in my uh, opinion, a very low-scoring game. You know, these are two teams that are actually playing very similar styles of football right now. Uh you know, the story of Washington, obviously, the story of their of their season is is the quarterback change. And Taylor Heinke is playing really good football, guys. Um, he's been sacked nine times, where um, Carson Wentz was sacked over 21 times. And here's a great stat. When Taylor Heinke plays, the defense is on the field 56 plays. When Carson Wentz is on the field, the defense has played 66 snaps per game. So they're going to run the ball. They're going to test this giant defense which has struggled against the run and then on the other side of it um you know i think this is going to be a day where dan jones is going to have to make some plays the the washington commanders have a great line i don't expect chase young to play he's going to work out here pretty soon but it sounds like um this is an interesting schedule court guys washington plays the giants today they have the bye and then they play the giants again and mm-hmm. um you know the expectation is that uh They'll have Chase Young after the bye, but Montez Sweat's been playing good, uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. So this is strength against strength. I think it's low scoring, and I think wh- whichever quarterback can make a couple plays in the passing game will be the team that wins. We, t- we talked about that bye, uh, play a team, go to the bye, and then come back and play the same team. But give, given the fact that their bye is this late in the season, what's your opinion? Like, which, which team benefits the most? We would say having the bye and then playing the same team would benefit the team having the bye, but also having the bye this late in the season is a negative. Which one would you rather have? Yeah, I, I'd still rather have the bye. Uh, I, I think it does favor Washington, you know, just from a standpoint that they'll have the week of rest and look at the game. So mm-hmm. um, I do give them the edge and look if you get chase young back kiwi um you know he he has the ability to be a great player obviously Uh you know he hasn't been able to stay healthy but um it's a real like i don't think this has happened in the league in over 10 years it's a really interesting scheduling quirk Uh Uh, mike let's let's talk about obj right um has some kind of incident on a plane okay teams are saying that uh, and, and, and I don't know the details there. I don't really, really want to go into them. But teams are saying, like, uh, that incident, really, they're not paying a lot of attention to. I uh, had a cup of coffee here with the Giants. Uh, he wants $20 million a year uh, for the next few years. Uh, and also reports are that he's not going to be able to contribute this year. This is this is looking forward to next season. Uh, he wants to come here and, and, and re 
I don't know what come back to the Giants unfinished business here, but also the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills are interested. You're a general manager. How do you approach the Odell Beckham Jr. situation, Mike? Well, you know, look, you know, in terms of the pay, uh, like that part's easy. Like you want 20 million a year, great. You know, we want you to play 80% of the snaps and we have to be top 5 in offense. So great. If you're playing and we're productive, you're worth 20 million dollars. That part's easy. Mm. But if you're standing on the sidelines with us, you know, you're not worth $20 million. So let's sit together shoulder to shoulder and figure out a solution that makes sense for everybody. So if you play as well as you hope and we hope economically, you are rewarded for that. So that's easy. Um, I want to sign him three weeks ago. Um, I've done this a bunch of times in my career where a player's been hurt, and uh, I'd rather sign him earlier, not later, just from a standpoint of get him in the building, supervise the rehab, let him get to know the system. 800-919-3776. We've got some calls, gentlemen. Let's get to them. Let's go to Vinny in Staten Island. Vinny, welcome in. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good morning. Uh, good morning. I, I, got, I, got a, uh, I think Dan Olosky is so way off base. Daniel Jones has been in his third offense in four years, which is a tough offense to run, and he's run it flawlessly with absolutely no weapons. His leadership skills are great. He throws a great ball. He runs. His play fakes are great. I don't understand. The, the Giants have, he's over, he's overdone what he, you know, the Giants would have thought. Uh, he's a no-brainer to sign again. There's no, they're not going to get nobody even close to what he does. Thank you. Uh, you're, preaching to, you're preaching to the choir with me, Vinny. Um, Mike, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, about Dan Orlovsky being crazy and Daniel Jones. So, no, no, Dan's a good <laughs> friend. And we, we, we often are on the other side of the issues, but I think the caller brings up a very fundamental point, which is this. Look, I, I happen to like Daniel Jones as well, but let's say you you think he's a B or a B minus. I think he's more of a B, B plus. Um, who are you going to get, and how much is that player going to cost? And that's why, like, if I'm the Giants, like, this scenario is very plausible in my opinion, which is Daniel Jones is going to get paid in free agency. Too, too many teams need a quarterback, and mm-hmm. – what are you going to do next year? Like, you, you've won too many games. You're not picking the top 15. Your options aren't great. Yeah, I've, I've always – like, as a player, you understand that, you know, uh, contracts over the, the offseason are dictated by team need. You know, if there's only a few players at a position and there's a lot of teams who need that player, those those numbers are going to go up. It doesn't always necessarily mean that he is the best. It just means that he had more negotiating power at that time. So um, I agree with you 100%. You know, if – if they're not going to sign him, what is the backup plan? Because this team seems to be getting, you know, pieces together enough and headed in the right direction. But without a quarterback, you know, it's long, it's tough sledding. Let's go to Jeff in Connecticut. Jeff, welcome in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, Kiwi fellow BC alum here. And uh, Mr. T, I always appreciate the work you did with the Jets. Uh, I want to talk about the blonde-haired elephant in the room, Mr. Wilson there. Um I've been saying, I don't, I mean, I'm no GM. I don't think it's too soon to give up on him. As you, as Mr. T said earlier, he does not appear to be a leader of men. Um, I don't see any reason why Trader Joe can't get the same kind of deal that he got for Sam Darnold, who in that sense is uh, equally a bust. But for my money, you let Mike White play out the rest of the season. You're already playing with house money in terms of wins and losses. Playoffs was a pipe dream to most, and we're in a great spot to make it now. And then in the off season, I don't see any reason why they why they don't go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Let him compete with Mike White. He knows the offense. He's efficient. 
And quite frankly, I don't think any of you guys can deny uh, the fact that the Jets are 9-2 and two right now with competent quarterback play. Not good, competent. They win both of those Patriots games. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for taking the call. Mike? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. That was a uh, – I agree with a lot of your points, which is um, if you could get value for Zach Wilson, I would really consider it. And, and I, I agree, you know, now you don't know how those games ultimately play out, but, yeah, I think – Jets are probably kicking themselves, saying, like, boy, what does a couple of those other games look like with Mike White? And, again, they may not be wins, but, boy, the, the whole way the games are being played and the context of them are completely different. And when you have hope, it just energizes everybody. The Jets' body language, their skill players said everything you needed to know about what they have believed in Mike White. So I think it's a totally fair point. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, as a former player to think that, oh, we're just going to be happy with what we've done this far during the season. And there still is an opportunity to win, right? The Super Bowl winner all oftentimes comes from an unlikely source, right? So I don't, I don't think you can go into any game and just say, Hey, yeah, you know what? We, we did the best we could. We're going to let Mike Wright ride this out and then we'll figure it out next year. If there's still an opportunity to win, you have to be able to push forward and try to get some, you know, try to get to the chip. By the way, Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samuelpain.com. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper develops winning game plans for business moving forward. Together, uh, eisneramper.com. Also brought to you by Wiseman Bourbon from the Kentucky Owl. Please enjoy responsibly. Also, Bud Light, enjoy your game day. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, uh, Mike Tannenbaum with you for another 30 minutes. Uh, Gentlemen, let's take a look around the landscape of where we sit right now in the AFC and the NFC in regard to, uh, you know, our, our playoff picture scenario. We'll do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, gentlemen, let's let's take a tour around uh, the landscape of the NFL right now. And, uh, you know, it, it already is week 13. We're getting close to the postseason, which is really unbelievable. Let's start in the AFC, AFC East. Uh, the Buffalo Bills sitting at 9-3, and three, the Dolphins at 8-3, and three, the Jets at 7-4, and four, the Patriots at 6-6, six and six, of course, coming off a disappointing loss. Guys, I, I I know a really sharp handicapper who put money down in like a good amount that the Jets are going to win the AFC East now that they have made the switch to Mike White. Um, let, what, let, let's go. Let's start with you, Mike. What are your thoughts on that? Who wins? Who wins this division? 
I wish that person would just give their money to charity and be more philanthropically <laughs> organized this time of year. Because if they're just going to throw money, you know, <laughs> burn money like that, I, I don't know why they want to give it to a sports book. But anyway, um, I'm going to go with the Bills because I think they got the best player in the sport, Josh Allen. So um, that kind of begins and ends with me, with, for me there. Kiwi, do you think all three of the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets make it into the postseason from this uh, this division? I don't know that all three of them make it. I think you could make an argument for the three top teams in this division that they would make it into the playoffs, but I think um, it is Buffalo's to lose. You can't count out experience and, and um, you know, basically just, you know, play, you know, experience on the field. But, you know, I would, I would put Miami more in that conversation. I also wouldn't put money on the Jets winning the division. Making the playoffs, yes, but winning the division, I, I wouldn't put money on that. In the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals both tied up at seven and four. Cleveland is four and seven. Pittsburgh is four and seven. It really comes down to Cincinnati and the Ravens. Mike, I'll go back to you because uh, your bomb of the week is you like Cincinnati uh, upsetting Kansas City tonight or, or this afternoon. Um, their offense has been really, really phenomenal. And of course, we heard Dan Orlowski say you might may have been on, on the same program with him saying that teams need to be really, really fearful of this Bengals team right now. They are gelling at the right time. Who wins the AFC North for you? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think they're the hot team guys. And then one other thing that's sort of interesting that um, we haven't had a chance to get into, guys, is you know, there's a great axiom in football that applies here, which is not all injuries are the same. And what I mean by that, when you look at the Ravens, they lost Rashad Bateman, uh, their first-round pick a year ago at the University of Minnesota, a young emerging receiver. And that was a position they could ill afford to lose an injury. So when Devin DuVernay is your second-leading receiver behind Mark Andrews, I just think as much as I like Lamar Jackson and his playmaking ability – just think when you look at Cincinnati, they're loaded at, at playmakers in terms of Tyler Board, they, Boyd, they hit on Hayden Hurst, and then obviously T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. So I like Cincinnati over Baltimore. Kiwi? Yeah, I mean, I could see um, – I'm biased on this one. I want to see Lamar get paid, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for, for Baltimore in this one. But um, I think you do have to consider, um, you know, how much of a load he's been asked to carry and, and what that does and, and the situation that he's been under and, and the stress and, and all that and, and the weapons that Cincinnati does have. So um, I think this is still open for me. Uh, looking at the AFC South, Tennessee is running away with it. Now, um, I, I do like the Eagles today. They're, they're expected to get Jordan Davis back. And I shared this stat, and it's really remarkable, Mike. I, I think you and I had some conversations in regard to the draft because I, I'm just I'm, – I'm a draft – nut geek I love the draft I thought Jordan Davis was one of the best players coming out let alone best defensive player coming out with him on the football field teams are only averaging 3.5 yards per carry without they're averaging 5.5 that is a big difference for a rookie nose tackle in the NFL and so with the Eagles potentially getting him back uh today I I think I just lean Eagles here what say you uh, you know, it's interesting. Like, this is strength against strength, you know, with, uh, you know, Tennessee's going to be unapologetic. They play a certain style. But Tennessee's defense is good, so I'm really curious to see how Jalen Hurts uh, and that offense does against Tennessee. I think this is a, a low-scoring game. Um, I give Philly the slight edge, but if Tennessee wins this game 21-17 or 24-21, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Kansas City, AFC West, uh, really at the top of the division at 9-2. The Chargers have just been 
but a disappointing season. I had the Chargers winning this division prior to the season. I thought they would do a lot better. Their defense on paper just looked tremendous, but I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Mike Williams not expected to play again today. The Raiders sitting at four and seven. And of course, the Denver Broncos, God awful. Uh, looking at the NFC East, uh, the Eagles at 10 and one, the Dallas Cowboys eight and three. They play the Colts later on today. The Giants and the Washington Commanders both tied up with seven wins. Although uh, the Giants do have four losses. Commanders have five because uh, their bye week comes next week. Um, Mike, let's start with you. How does this division play out for you? Well, I think Philadelphia may win the division, but I like the Cowboys um, coming out of the conference when it's all said and done. Um, I just think Dallas's ability, their A game, you know, people don't realize since Dak Prescott's been back, they lead the NFL in scoring. And, We'll see what happens with OBJ. Look, he's a free agent. You know, his question, how much, if any, he'll play this year is still up, up in the air. But I, I like Dallas. I, I like Dallas's pass rush, and I like the way Dak Prescott's played. Kiwi? You, you said you like Dallas to come out of the division, not to win the division, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Okay. No, we're, we're in agreement there. Um, I, I just I think the the way that they've played, and when you're talking about like defensive teams and and the way that they're structured, they have a very good chance. The NFC East will have two teams in the playoffs. I think it's you know it's good money to put it on Dallas or whoever you're rooting for. Um, you got the Minnesota Vikings running away with their division nine and two. Although the Jets will have something to say about that, I do believe the Jets do win today, and we'll get into our scores in our next segment. Uh, as for the NFC South, who wants to win it? I don't know. The Tampa Bay Bucks going up against the Saints on Monday night. The Saints, their defense has had Tom Brady's number since he's been a Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback. And the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that could be a competitive game. Uh, you know what? I, I think there's value here to say that the Atlanta Falcons win the division, uh, but also don't sleep on Carolina. Um, I, I don't. I, I I say Atlanta, but you know I'm sure everybody else is going to say the Tampa Bay Bucks because of Tom Brady. Mike, who wins it? I gotta say the Tampa Bay Bucks because of Tom Brady. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kiwi. It's sad, but I would go the same way. You know. Oh, jeez. Um, I, I don't think that uh, no one's no one's delusional thinking that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but at least win in this division. I, I would give them that. France just scored. Um, so France up one nil to Poland. Uh, so there's that uh, last but not least NFC West, the 49ers seven and four Seattle six and five. Now I, I like Seattle today, um, going up against, uh, Denver and I love Geno Smith. Meanwhile, the 49ers a tough go against the dolphins. Uh, you also have, of course, Arizona at four and eight, uh, the Ra the Rams, uh, one of the biggest uh, fall from grace. That's for sure. Guys, who do you have winning the NFC West? Is, is it the 49ers? Do you think the 49ers win it, but both Seattle and the 49ers make it to the postseason? Yeah, I, I, I like, uh, the 49ers. Um, I'm not sure if Seattle will make it. Um, you know, I think Washington has a chance right now. I, I like the way they're trending, uh, but I definitely like San Francisco winning the West. I'm sorry, quick quick correction here. It's not Denver. Seattle is in Los Angeles going up against the Rams without Aaron Donald, by the way. So I do like Seattle today, and I love Geno Smith. Kiwi, your thoughts on this division? Yeah, I think San Francisco wins it. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Seattle makes it in, but I think it's San Francisco's division to lose at this point. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Who's going to win? Let's do some predictions. All right. Time for predictions. That's right. And uh, we've got about seven minutes left in the show, so plenty of time to get at it. And uh, let's start first and foremost with the Jets and the Minnesota Vikings. Jets getting three on the road. Um, Mike, let's start with you. What's your score? Why? Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota uh, 35, Jets 28 in a high-scoring game. Um, Minnesota at home is tough. I think Mike White plays well again. Difference in the game for me, though, is the tackles of the Jets. I guess what George Fant's going to be back, but... um, Danell Hunter and Zadarius Smith are good pass rushers. And I've been to that stadium, guys. That stadium is really loud. And that, to me, is going to be the story of this game. It was great to get Mike White off to a great start home game against a soft defense like Chicago. Um, and I listened to what you were saying, Anita, about how much cover two Minnesota plays, or Rich Shemino was saying it. But to me, more fundamentally is going to be whether or not they can protect that front. And I think that's the difference in the game. Kiwi? Yeah, I see it differently. I see um, Jets 26, Minnesota 20. Um, you know, I'm strictly going from this from a player's perspective. Like, you know, having having the guy that you wanted in there should provide a boost for everybody. But the understanding that, okay, now that we've got the guy that we wanted on the other side of the ball, we have to take this upon ourselves. I expect a big showing from the defense in this one. Yeah, guys, I, I have Jets 24 and Minnesota only 10. I just, I believe in this Jets defense. Uh, as I said earlier, fifth highest pressure rate in the NFL, third lowest blitz rate in the NFL. Kirk Cousins only able to put up 10 points combined against the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles. Why? Because they can get after the quarterback. And sure enough, I do believe this Jets team gets after uh, Kirk Cousins. And here's another one for you. The Vikings are one of the luckiest teams in the NFL. Get this, they're 9-2 and two with a plus five point differential that's it plus five points and they're nine and two uh, mike white as i said i use the word matriculate just because i i can in this instance and i love using that word uh can eat up time of possession five six minutes keep the keep the defense fresh ready to go unlike what zach wilson was able to do i've got 24 10 uh the jets beating the vikings um and, and uh, by the way, one last thing, I can't wait, like my favorite matchup today, can't wait to see Justin Jefferson going up against Sauce Gardner. Jefferson plays, he runs his route on, on the left side of the field almost 50% of the time. Sauce Gardner defends the left side of the field 90% of the time. So I, I think we're in for a really big treat. I think we'll see a lot of that today. Uh, Giants going up against Washington. Uh, the Giants at home, home dog, favored by two and a half. The over-under is at 40. Mike, I know you said you like the under here today. Uh, your final score and why? Uh, 21-17 Giants, low-scoring game. Uh, give them a slight advantage because uh, they're home today. And um, these are teams that want to really play the game the same way. So stylistically, um, this is a game that 
really intrigues me because someone's going to have to make plays uh, in the passing game, and hopefully for the Giants, it's them today. Kiwi? Absolutely. Very similar. 23-17, Giants. Um, the Commanders, I think the, the bye coming this late in the season uh, definitely is going to affect them, but very similar to what Mike just said. Two teams that are going to come out, going to run the ball, not going to be a whole lot of opportunities, but I think the, the favor leaves in the Giants' hands right now. I've got the Giants winning. I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I think a very low-scoring game here. I've got them 17-14. Um, you know, Darius Slayton as well as Galladay. Not that Galladay really contributes much, but, uh, you know, a few guys on on that wide receiving court dealing with this flu bug um, that has been ravaging the team for the last three weeks. I, I'm expecting a big day from Saquon Barkley, not just rushing uh, the football, but also being a big part of the passing attack because uh, he might be really uh, one of the only uh, skilled position players that will be healthy enough uh, to be out there and, and giving it 100%. Um, also, this Giants defense, top five red zone defense and top 10 in opposing passer rating. I do like Heineke to throw a pick today, and you could get that at minus 130. He's got five interceptions in his last six games, at least one in five of his last six games. So but, uh, know, I, I, I do see the Giants uh, picking Heineke off. You know, what were you going to say? Yeah, Anita, they only have, I think the Giants only have four interceptions on the entire season. Yeah, and, and I think after today it makes five. Well, well, we we shall see. So, so, so we will, we will, we will see. We will see. Seventeen, fourteen. That's my final score. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.